You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. Kay just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with Kay. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome in to another episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. So the AFC Championship is in the books. The Cincinnati Bengals did what we could not do and took down the Kansas City Chiefs. Good for them. Happy for the city of Cincinnati. Um, They've propelled us to a playoff berth before, so we kind of have to be fans of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Plus, I think it's important to root for the AFC in the Super Bowl anyways, because that's the conference we come from. So it definitely looks better for us. So it should be a good Super Bowl this year. Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Yeah, we're not there. So it's a little less fun as usual, but everybody should enjoy the Super Bowl this year. But more importantly, we're in the offseason now. And with that being said, uh, I was going to kind of start wandering into the free agency world a little bit about a lot of players that we've got, you know, that are coming up uh, this season that we're going to have to make decisions on. Uh, But the coaching carousel has already begun. So I want to touch on that a little bit this week and kind of give my two cents on things and kind of how we should really be thrilled about what's taking place, actually. But. Before we do that, like we always do uh, on the show here, we do like to highlight a charity every week. Um, And so this week, uh, I was kind of wandering around and I came across a very cool organization or foundation uh, that I just really wanted to highlight 
just because, I mean, I think what they're doing embodies a hundred percent of what the Bills Mafia is all about. And so it's the John Fiore Foundation. Hopefully I'm not pronouncing his name wrong. Um, but so basically, uh, John is, uh, he's one of the gentlemen who uh, lost his life in the, uh, tragic flight 3407 that crashed there in Clarence, New York, you know, and came out a a lot of things about the pilot and things of that nature. And, um, you know, like typically kind of what has to happen out of a tragedy like this is something really incredible came out of it. And there's now legislation that may be passed because of what's taking place. But the most important thing that came out of it was the John Fiore Foundation. Now, John, this was put together by his family and friends, just, uh, he was the man of the community uh, from when you read about him. He pretty much was just he embodied what Western New York is, you know, taking out, taking care of your friends, your family and everybody else. So they put together a golf tournament back in 2009 to kind of start raising funds for different things. And so they work with different organizations. They do a ton of different raffles. Um, the golf tournament is still ongoing. Um, 2019, they actually became a, a full foundation. Um, they're putting together a lot of cool things for the community where they're picking, you know, they'll do raffles, the golf tournaments, they put together events and take those funds and just, just hand those off to things in the community that need a little help just to make sure that their neighbor's doing okay. So it's the John Fiore foundation.com is where you can go and check them out. And it's John, it's F I O R E for uh, those that are wondering and I'm, if I'm mispronouncing it. So very cool. I mean, if you're and they make it fun too. I mean, they do like a booze uh, wheelbarrow raffle that, you know, they choose somebody that's, you know, been going through a tragedy and, you know, they take those funds and they give them to them to help them out. So John was a longtime military guy. You know, he represented our country, he represented Western New York, and now his family and friends have chosen to represent him with this foundation. And it's embodying everything he was about and taking care of the Western New York community. So if you haven't heard of them or you, ha- you have an opportunity to check them out, the golf tournament's taking place this year still. You can probably get in on that. You can sponsor. You can do all sorts of different things. So again, head over to the JohnFioriFoundation.com and check them out. Very cool thing that's taking place over there. So let's talk about football real quick because now we're in the off season. I've seen a lot of this. Okay. We lose Dable and then, then the offensive line coach goes with him, And then we, all the drama starts like, Oh my God, Dable and McDermott don't like each other. They didn't want to coach with each other. I mean, it's all clickbait stuff at this point in time, but I mean, isn't it possible? I mean, there was obvious disconnects in the offense at different points in the season. Now, to me, if the offensive line coach wants to go start fresh where he's, yes, he's got a, a stud running back who, who can't really stay healthy. He's going to be over there. Um, but there's something that tells me there there's a philosophy difference. And the offensive line coach agrees with Dable's philosophy in the run. So he's taking him with him. And that's not necessarily what McDermott was looking for. So I, I losing dabs to me is it's a very positive sign for this team. And it's a good thing for him. Um, you know, obviously every coach wants to be a head coach. I'd imagine at some point in their time, um, he's coached under great coaches in he's been with Saban. He's been with Belichick. I mean, he's got a pedigree to go show now he's going to the New York giants who have tried this a couple different times, you know, for the past four or five years to bring in a different coach. They're very much in that carousel. The bills were in and we're no longer in. So that's why this week when I, I was thinking about this thing, and Dable leaves and we watch all that happen. So that's why this week I decided I want to talk about Buffalo as destination Buffalo, because you are now going to see, and I believe that Dabs is a beautiful sign for the Buffalo Bills, is that 
people are going to want to come to Buffalo now. We are proven to be a winner. We are turning the corner. With that being said, you're seeing him. So Dabs leaves, you can, whatever it may be. All the all the reports, and I think he's going to find that a little bit of the same results that we've seen from like the Belichick guys before where you see McDaniels leave and he doesn't do that great as a head coach. Matt Patricia, remember, was a head coach. So I think Debs is uh, he's going to have a hard time turning things around quickly enough there. And, you know, he made some comments about Josh Allen and how it took a village to build him. Right. I think that that's almost like there people are trying to use that as a slight, but what essentially that all it is, is this is a big, huge organization that has to come together to change things. It's not just one guy. Um, yes, the one guy at the top can trickle that down and dabs is, is supposed to be that guy, but this is going to be a challenge in the way that the NFL is. Now you get one, two, three years, maybe if you haven't figured it out by then, you don't necessarily stick around. So, but on the other side of that, you now are seeing this beautiful thing that is taking place. So Ken Dorsey gets promoted. We come in-house. Awesome. I mean, when's the last time that you can remember that we had a competent sought after? I mean, we're hearing 11 different teams were going after Dorsey. Um, there was also reports of the possibility to the Miami Hurricanes uh, coaching down there because he had been a player there. So this was a sought after guy who is in our building. He's been in our building for three, four years now. This is beautiful. I mean, when you this is, to me is just all signs pointing to the Buffalo Bills are a franchise now, a legitimate franchise where people are going to come. This is now destination Buffalo. You're a proven winner. You're now building a coaching tree inside the building. I, we've not done this. This is incredible stuff. This is what New England does when you produce winners. This is what New Orleans does. They just take guys in house and they kind of move them up the ranks. You know, look at look at Belichick's son. I mean, he he's worked his way up through it, and yes, he, I mean it's his kid and all, but. That's what they're building there. They build a knowledgeable coaching tree in-house that when somebody leaves, it's like, cool, our philosophy, everything is still in place. And that's what we're getting with Ken Dorsey plus some. I mean, Josh has spoken incredibly of this man. Um, tons of coaches and other players have been spoken incredible of him. And you've seen Josh progress underneath him. So it's just a very exciting thing to know that you've now got this system built internally that as long as you're a winning organization and we continue to be successful, which there's no sign saying that we won't be at this point, is there. It's built in. So if, if one guy says, my time's up, like if Leslie Frazier, you know, who still seems to be around at this point, decides he's going to hang it up at some point, I don't know that we have the defensive player in-house yet to be the head coach, but it's being done on the offensive side of the ball right now, which I really love. Dorsey and Josh have a Great relationship. Uh, it sounds like early reports are we won't see much change in what takes place uh, offensively. I'm not going to buy that necessarily because I think you will see a change in what takes place in the offense this year. Uh, and another reason I'm kind of leaning that way is because you're now so Dorsey comes in. The other position we do need to fill, right, is now Dorsey's position as QB coach and we need an offensive line coach. So to me, this is the beginning of why I'm calling it Destination Buffalo. Ken Dorsey moves up the ranks and I just got done talking about building this coaching tree internally. Right. So who do we now, it looks like all signs are pointing to that Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator from the Panthers has been at LSU. He's a young guy that has been in football. He's bright, 
highly talked about. He's now going to potentially be the quarterback coach. So again, what we just talked about of building an eternal coaching tree, we now are potentially piecing together Dorsey's replacement down the road with a bright young mind who's already had an opportunity and you know found out that it's not that great. But I think he's also getting a little bit of the Matt Rule effect and Rule's realizing that this is the NFL and it's short term. If you don't start winning and get things figured out, you're, you're going to be out. And so sometimes that means you move on from offensive coordinators to try to place blame and things of that nature. Not saying that's what took place here, but to our benefit, I think we're getting a steal in a QB coach who now not only is going to come in is highly Totted and he's been at very big organizations as far as the collegiate level and the NFL level. He's done it on a high level. And now he's going to work with a guy who everybody is saying is one of the best developers of QBs in the game. And he gets to come sit behind him. So to me, Destination Buffalo is 100% taking place right now. And it's just starting with the coaching side of the ball, right? We're going to see this translate into players. This will also translate into players. But the other kind of now next piece, right? So if that's the case, we get Brady. And then now I'm, I read uh, just a little bit ago, a um, lady that covers the Vikings. It sounds like their offensive line coach who has interviewed with us uh, is potentially going to be the guy that the Bills are going to go after um, as the new line coach. And to me, that that's incredible. Like this guy was just given an opportunity to look for a new job, but he's been the dude that's been on the offensive line for one of the best running backs in the NFL and Delvin cook for a few years now. So to me, that's just another outstanding positive piece that's coming over is like, you're going to now get this guy that's been producing a very good offensive line. Now, granted Delvin cook is a phenomenal running back and he does a lot on his own, but still that offensive line, even when it's been Alexander Mattinson and they've brought in guys behind him, they've produced in the run game. Kirk Cousins has been pretty upright most of his career um, behind this offensive line. So I think it's just another nice piece of it does fall in place that we're seeing that a lot of guys that have opportunities at other places are like, hey, you know what? I want to go to Buffalo. I like what they're doing in Buffalo. I think that Buffalo's got a winner right now. While this organization's kind of trending in the wrong direction, I think if I go to Buffalo and I'm part of an offense that's putting up big numbers and that's my offensive line, that makes me that much more sought after if things do change down the road or I want to go become a coach or if things of that nature, you know, at other levels. So this is phenomenal stuff that is taking place for us. And when, when teams are coming and plucking your coaches, they're plucking your GMs and things of that nature. I mean, I think that's your assistant GMs, excuse me. Uh, that's to me is we've, we've turned the corner as a franchise at the top. You're now seeing that at the top of this thing, people see this as an organization that's run well. It's producing, it's producing winners right now. Have we got the big one yet? No. Um, but it is producing a winning team consistently in the NFL. And that's very difficult to do especially with as stacked as the AFC is right now. This, what they're doing is difficult. So it's a beautiful sign. Speaking of our assistant uh, GM that's now the GM over there in New York, I uh, was reading some, some of the stuff that he was pretty much saying, like he's seen our draft board, you know, one through four rounds and who we're going to be targeting and all these kind of things. Like, yeah, I get why some people can be a little irritated with that. Um, you know, to me, that's like one of those things where it's very much like, hey, okay, like you're building a completely different football team down there. Now, granted, if you know that there's some guy that we really like and you understand that that means that we believe he's a fit in our culture and what we do, that's different. And you would probably want to select those guys. But he also only gets to pick 
you know, seven, eight players, depending on what happens. I don't know how many draft picks they have, but you can't take everybody on our board. Right. So, I mean, like, and who's to say that now that he's gone, that there's not a transition to saying, okay, that we're actually going to move in this direction a little bit now, instead of what we were going to do. So, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds real, it sounds real crappy and it's like, wow, that's kind of a, it's kind of a scummy move, but this is the NFL, man. You don't, it's copy winning systems. Why would you not? Especially if you're tra- if you're just coming over and you're coming to a hotbed, like the, the, the New York media is way different than the Buffalo media. He's, these guys are going to have to perform and they're going to have to perform well quickly. I mean, we've seen this happen with the New York jets, the giants. I mean, they brought in Jason Garrett as, you know, like trying to change things over there. They've done different things. You know, they've, they've taken winning coaches there and watched them lose. Um, it all still boils down to that village that's around them. And part of that village is the QB and Josh Allen and Daniel Jones are at different levels right now. They're different players they're different things. So I think that these guys are going to find out what everybody else has found out that it's, it's very challenging, but smartly copy what you just came from to start, right? Then you can tweak it a little bit the way that you, that you maybe you didn't agree with. And maybe that's a little bit of the Dable and McDermott thing is they have a little different philosophy on how they want to do a couple things. Or maybe Dable just thinks that, you know, this is the NFL, they're alpha, alpha gentlemen out there. I think that maybe he just believes he could be a better football coach and wants his shot, you know? So that to me is kind of, I I'm okay with it, but you know, coming out and blatantly saying it, feels a little weird. Like he probably could have been like, yeah, I mean, obviously I've been part of the recruiting process and and out, you know, on the road with the bills and things of that nature. So I know what they're looking for and what they're up to. And, you know, obviously we're going to try to do something similar to that when we're we're rebuilding a team here, but we're building the New York giants. They're building the Buffalo bills. That sounds incredibly different than, yeah, I know they're guys one through four. That's like, Oh, so you don't really, you're just going to plan on using all of their guys. So uh, on the defensive side of the ball, it looks like Leslie Frazier's cooled down quite a bit. Um, so I would guess all signs point that he's going to be back. I'm not disappointed by that at all. He's been producing top 10 defenses last year, number one overall. Um, there's going to be some changes potentially on who's going to be on that defensive line this year. And, you know, Trey coming back will be a different sign. But Leslie, I felt like uh, he deserved the opportunity. But I think what it's taking place here in the NFL is just you're seeing so much youth injected at the head coach position that it's hard for teams to want to be that team that's like, we're going to go with the guy that's the older kind of school guy that, you know, he's been, he's had an opportunity. It didn't go that great. Like, it's hard to kind of go that way, even though he's producing excellent results on the defensive side of the ball. That's the defensive side of the ball. And now you're asking him to do that on a, on a larger scale. So uh, I'm cool with Leslie sticking around. Um, I hope that, like I kind of mentioned, there is somebody in the tree behind him, though, because it, it, it's going to come a time where we're going to have to make that transition. And like I mentioned, since we're now destination Buffalo, I mean, for me, this will translate to players. Uh, the free agency guys that we have right now, it's a, there's some early reports that it looks like we might exercise fifth year on Oliver, which could be cool. That's going to command some cash, right? So there, there's going to be different things that are going to take place here. Um, if you look at the salary cap numbers, we don't look that positive right now, but there's a lot of things that could be done to, to move some money around and get things in a better place. So, and I think a lot of that's going to be with the free agency, but I think you're also going to find players that are going to start to take a little bit less, a little bit less. All these reports out there about, oh, the bills are going to struggle now with this Josh Allen money and this, that, and the other, and are they going to be able to keep it together? 
Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. I mean, these these organizations did it with these guys over and over and over. When you have a quarterback that understands what it takes to win, Josh Allen, they move their contract almost all the time to free up money. I mean, it happens all the time. Players will start to take less money. I can guarantee you if they go to guys like Harrison Phillips this offseason and say, hey, man, we'd love to have you, but this is where we're going to be. Um, go ahead. I'm sure you, you might be able to find more out there. They're not going to get like that much more. So it would be worth it for them to stick around with the team that they know and is winning. Right. So I think that you're going to see some of these guys, uh, you know, they'll take some pay cuts to, you know, guys like Isaiah McKenzie might be a little bit different. He, I think he loves Buffalo, but I think there's a, there's a fit for him in a lot of organizations and a lot of teams would be willing to pay for that. I mean, when you've seen what Debo is doing, which now granted he's a bigger guy, Cordell Patterson, bigger guy, um, but it's the same skill set, And so it's going to be interesting to see, but the overall point of it is, I believe you will see pay cuts taken by top players and you'll see top players reworking their deals, especially because for a lot of players, I mean, getting your stuff transitioned to like a signing bonus and getting your money up front isn't a bad thing for them. Right. So a lot of it, it it usually benefits the player to try to move them in some quick cash or they bonus some things up. They just rework little things in the background to free things up. So that if you have faith in Brandon Bean to put what he just put on this field, you have to have faith that the man managing the money in his organization is going to work this smartly. And that they've seen it done by so many other franchises. The cap number is going up this year too. So we're going to get a little space there, but I believe you'll see them maybe make some moves this off season where we eat some cap because it will free up that much money. And typically I, I don't think that Brandon Bean and, and most teams really want to function like that period, but uh, this season, I think you're going to see some of that. So all in all, this is, I've seen a lot of my God, everybody's leaving. Why are they leaving? We should get rid of McDermott. If the coaches don't want to coach with McDermott, like get out of town, folks. We went 17 years of nothing in flip-flopping at coaches and flip-flopping offensive coordinators and defense, like always changing. No, 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 no more. Absolutely. No more. Sean McDermott, has has moments where he's not the best coach or maybe he makes the wrong decision but he's got a winning record we've been in the playoffs all but one season that he's been the head coach like why would you walk away from that i just don't I, a prime example is actually the cincinnati Bengals. right they they went with Marvin Lewis to the playoffs for like six, seven, eight consecutive years, whatever it was with Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis. And they were there every year and they got knocked out in the first round every year. And then they, they moved on from Marvin because they, they wanted to try to get over the hump. Well, it took them a few seasons before they were able to get over the hump. And now they have excelled and they've gotten way over the hump. But Sean McDermott has only not been to the playoffs one time. And we've been to AFC championships and second rounds. You know, we're, we're, we've, We've been further down the road. He's showing that we're capable of being there. And I think that you're going to see that he's going to continue to keep us there. So I'm not on board with the fire McDermott. And I am on board with what he's building underneath him is smart, capable coaches that can just step up and fill the role similar to how we do on the field. I think that when you reach that status where not only is it next man up, on your defense, your offense, where they come in and they know what they're supposed to do. They're, they're very good at it and they execute. We're now seeing that at the top. 
of this organization as well, coming down into the coaching tree. And I'm all for it. You can fire nobody in this organization right now. If guys leave because they're getting promoted, that's okay. That's what we do. Um, and I think that you see some some teams do different things. Like Byron Leftwich looks like he reports today that he's going to take his name out of being a head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So there's some guys that I think understand what's being built. And maybe it might be better off for him to just stay in Tampa Bay for a couple more seasons or another season. And Bruce Arians is up there in age and he decides to move on. And your man's standing right there ready to take over. Your organization doesn't have to take a big flip in how they do things or accommodate somebody different. The man's in the building already. You bring him up. So Destination Buffalo, learn to love it. Learn to be okay with it. People are going to leave. Uh, you know, we're, players that we love are going to have to go because sometimes money just isn't going to work. And sometimes their performance doesn't account for just love of them anymore. We're a winner. But that's all I'm going to rant about Destination Buffalo for this week. Uh, next week, uh, since uh, we're kind of going to be getting into the free agency a little bit more, we'll see what happens with uh, if we sure up some of these uh, coaching positions for sure. It's kind of rumor mill stuff right now. Is this is you know Thursday the third that we're report- re-recording this on. So, um, but overall, like the off season to me is going to be very exciting to see because I think you're going to see positions like the wide receiver room is going to open up a little bit where there's going to be options to bring some guys in. And you might be surprised who comes here because and how much we pay them to come here uh, is all I'm saying. So get ready for that. Um, and actually, big, big, other, another big news. Um, next week, the nerd uh, officially turns one. Um, so very cool. I'm kind of excited about that. So next week, we'll get into free agency. Uh, we'll obviously highlight another charity. Uh, and again, this week, I want to thank Minute Media and Fansided for you know sponsoring the show like they do each and every week. And of course, make sure you guys are heading over to buffalolowdown.com for everything Bills. Uh, and those guys are putting out good content over there all the time. And everything I'm up to, you guys can find over at thebuffalonerd.com. You guys can follow me you know, on all the social platforms. Check us out on YouTube, uh, You know the TikToks of the world, Instagrams, everywhere you are. You can head over to the Nerd, pick up some gear. Um, this week, I'm rocking my man Tyler Dune's stuff because uh, I think he's a great writer. But of, make sure you guys are heading over there and checking out everything I'm up to. It's going to get bigger and better this year. And uh, of course... Go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.